This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone, welcome to a spooky All Hallows Eve, yes the Halloween episode of Zing This, the official end to Zingtober and whatever else we want to call this month. I've decided to create a new tradition, yes, and I brought a guest along who I'll mention in a minute, but I think this tradition will go on year after year. So for the inaugural one, I could think of no one else but to bring somebody from the lower fourth dimension (laughs) up to the... Zingness dimension. Yes, I can just gonna keep putting Zing in front of everything. So, <laughs> sir, introduce yourself. What is up? This is Brit Hand from Hysteria Fifty One. Yes, the the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, Illinois, where it's already in the thirties, and I am freezing my butt off already. That's disgusting because um, I know it's heading towards us. Like oh, it's, it's 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 like a wall moving this way. It's funny because so. we still we still have those days where it's like it's uh, forty two for a high. Tomorrow's eighty, and then yep. it's back to like forty. You're like I don't, I, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Fall <laughs> isn't a thing. It just jumps from summer to winter. I know, I know. Yes. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Well, we didn't bring you on to talk weather. We brought you on. Oh, I, I I didn't get the right outline. Then I apologize. Uh, I have a. I'm gonna have I, to throw this away. <laughs> I, I guess we'll just talk about the weather. So I saw a cloud today. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't UFO shaped. Well, that's unfortunate. Tom DeLong doesn't want to talk to you then. Tom DeLong doesn't have any money to talk to anyone. <laughs> Man, that has been all over the news, hasn't it? Topical burn on that one. Um, yeah. No, I I have brought you on for this um, inaugural episode of something I want to make a yearly tradition on Zingness. Um as somebody who covers the paranormal and as somebody who covers the strange and the weird, I always like picking people's brains that work on this stuff and do this stuff to know what truly scares you about this. Hey, hey, right? So I want to know, what is one of the spookiest things you've researched so far, sir? Man, you know, so I, I gave this a long thought because we've we do a lot of shows on different topics, different haunted houses and and you know, phenomenon and stuff. We actually just did one on Ed and Lorraine Warren. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they were big on was demonology. And that one was up there. I was almost going to go with demonology and like demons. Cause I mean, it doesn't really get much scarier than something coming from hell for you. But I think the biggest one, when we were researching for me, uh, looking into it was shadow people. I don't know why, but just this, this, this being that they don't really know what it is. You know, and a lot of people say, like, it's not spirits, it's extra dimensional or something else. And, um, you know, they tend to follow people throughout their life. And it's just this terrifying thing. And uh, I found it really scary. Like, it, it, if you're in those situations, like, let's say someone's breaking your house, you can call a cop. You know, someone's, you know, giving you a problem. <laughs> Who are you going to call, for lack of a better term? You know what I mean? When stuff like this is going on. And uh, that is those stuff like that that just terrifies me the most, I think, is the unknown, especially when you are absolutely helpless. So the other thing that, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, and, and yes, you, you, you all did do the um, 
Warren's episode recently, which featured a fan of I Know Both Shows. Ray was a guest on. Oh, uh, yeah, Ray Walden the Fourth. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know he's a fan of both shows, so shout out real quick, man. Yeah, um, Ray's a, he's a, he's a, a local to me, and he's doing some uh, engineering for some live shows we're doing coming up. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Great yeah. to hear. Um I would say plug it, but I think those episodes, I mean, I think that time frame will oh, already it's passed got, it, by the yeah. time people have been. So, um, insert, um, we did a great job. It was an awesome show. Thanks for coming yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ray was amazing. <laughs> yes. The show was amazing. I, I got so many high fives. Yes, so many exactly. high fives. The uh, but, highest of fives. Yes, the highest of fives. But um, correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't sleep paralysis normally associated sometimes with shadow people? Yeah, so that's another one. And, oh, man, it's so funny you were just saying that. So we, uh, someone posted on, on Facebook recently this thing about sleep paralysis. And actually, uh, it was in our, our discussion group. And one of the, the slants in that was shadow people. And a guy I went to college with, an old roommate of mine, sent me a, a message. And he's like, I dealt with this for years. Sleep paralysis. Now, not shadow people but sleep paralysis and he was like it was so bad when he was like 13 to like 17 that a lot of times he was scared to go to sleep he said it happened a couple times a week and it finally just went away where he'd like wake up and he can't move and you know things are going on that's a terrifying thing now throw in a shadow figure staring at you or doing lord knows what hell no yeah (laughs) you know that is just beyond me beyond me man i i've um now, a lot of people say, you know, during sleep paralysis, it, it goes back and forth whether these people are actually awake or not. Some people say, oh, no, they're sl- they're still sleeping and they're dreaming. Other people go, no, you're lucid. But what's really scary is the people that are awake and just can't move. And I'm sure that is a terrifying thing. Um, but people love to argue about that. And that's neither here nor there. Uh, it is a incredibly scary thought, though. You know, just uh, being completely, you know, at the will of <laughs> whatever. Or whomever might be exactly. lurking, if anything. Uh, no, I mean this. The, I you you kind of. I mean this. This isn't one of. It's spooky to me, but I've never experienced any of it. So it's one of those things to where I can't. I I can mentally put myself there and probably be terrified because when I get to what I'm one one of my fears of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. When I discuss that, um, it, it kind of correlates a little bit, but. Um, I, I know from recently I had to take some medication for um, my stomach and everything, and one of the side effects was uh, drowsiness. Okay, yeah. And I will tell you what, I have never woken up more times and felt like I was, like, I had to sit there and remind myself I was awake almost. Or really? try to be like, wait, am I awake or am I asleep? Now, because, like, wow, yeah. it, it's, it, it's, it's the dreams I had were so vivid and so, like, I had conversations with people I have every like conversations with my coworkers and stuff mm-hmm. in the dreams and stuff and I, I'll sometimes get home and immediately go to sleep. Right. So it's one of those things to where certain things kind of bled over when I was on those medica- on that medication to where like I would wake up and have to sit there and kind of go like as I'm, you know, making breakfast or something I'm kind of mentally going through going that was a dream. That right. was real. That was a dream. That was real. Like, and it's kind of like to where, and like I said, not, nothing terrible happened. It was just always, I'd be sitting there and I'd like go to work and somebody would say something. I'd be like, oh, well, didn't we talk about this yesterday or something? Or right. 
you know, just, just repeating something and they're like, no, I didn't mention it to you. And it's like, it's not like I was preconceiving it. It was just, I had a dream that I had already spoken to them about like something. So I was like, wait a second. Oh, wait, never mind. I had a dream with you in it. And then everyone's always like, oh, that's weird. Right. And it's uh, like, no, it's, it's just me being at work. It's, yeah. it's, it's more of a living nightmare. It's not exactly, uh, well, completely different, but one of yeah. the things that I can do is, um, I can fall asleep super fast, like super fast. And I'll be laying in bed. My wife and I will be like getting ready to go to bed. You know, you lay down and sometimes we, you know, you're reading in there or something and we'll start talking and I'll just fall asleep like just super fast Yeah, and we'll be talking and I know I'm dozing off and she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, what? She's like, that didn't make any sense. I'll still keep talking to her. But in your like, sleep. Yeah, like whatever nice. I'm saying doesn't make any sense. She's like, "So what did you do today?" I'm like, 13 apples and a, you know, and a knife." What? You know, just making up random shit, yeah. you know. And and she's like, "That doesn't make any sense." I'm like, "I don't know what I said." You know what I mean? The other so thing I, about go go ahead. No, no, but the thing is, I can kind of understand. Like, I'm not saying that these people aren't seeing anything, but I can understand the bleeding from dream to reality, reality. thing from from that because it's like I I had such vivid dreams that they felt, and it was just. They, they weren't, like, out there, like, oh, so-and-so had wings and was flying around, or, right. you know, I was a race car driver. It was very mundane, like, I'm at work, I'm yeah, sitting there, that's I'm doing I was, stuff I do at work. That's what I, I was get, trying to say, like, you yeah. don't know, it's hard to say, you know, yeah. mm, what you remember in the mind is a funny thing, and, and yep. so the other thing is, my wife, on the other hand, has had a hard time sleeping, and especially staying asleep, and so her doctor told her, uh, instead of like, because she doesn't want to go on like sleeping pills, they said try melatonin. Mm-hmm. So we got some melatonin gummies. And I, uh, I, they're I, the best. I dream, but I don't like usually remember vivid dreams. Holy crap, man. I take some melatonin gummies and I have these crazy vivid dreams. Like, and I, we were both like, are you having like crazy dreams? Look online. Yep. Like totally normal side yep. effect. Yep. I was like, holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I I know exactly. I've I've had melatonin uh, little gummies before too, and yes, you. It, it was funny because I had those, and then a few months later, I went on the medicine for my stomach, and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I don't think this has that in it, but I'm having the same effect. So, like, like I said, um, I, I I the the bleeding between the two, rea- like reality versus dream, I can understand. It's like. Like I said, I, I will just sit there and think about it in the morning because it's like I'm making eggs. I'm doing like – or it's like I'm showering in the morning. It's just – I'm doing stuff that's not really – I'm just kind of processing through because most like, of the time – Like your normal I, mundane crap that's not like yeah. you're not fighting a dragon or something stupid. You know? Yeah, it's – I'm on it's a tightrope. <laughs> or, or, or I'll have a podcast on in the background right, that I'm not right. really paying attention to, which means I'm obviously listening to Hysteria 51. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the only but, way to listen. But um, but no, I mean it's it's stuff like that to where it's like I wonder if I had more vivid dreams before and I just never thought or processed them at they all. It's just kind of one of those things to where if I don't think about it, it just poof gone. They say people always say like I don't dream and and you know other you know scientists and whoever I don't know always say well you do dream you just don't remember them you know and, yeah. I, and I guess that's probably true. The mind's a funny thing though like. What you remember and what really happened can be two very different things. And that can yes. be because of a dream. It can be because of suggestion. You know, we talk about this a lot with people that go through, you know, an experience and they say, well, I don't know. And then they go through like hypnotic regression. All of a sudden they remember thousands of details. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of on a fence with that because I think 
that's almost like like you can put like it, the person's almost sleeping and you're putting thoughts into their head in a yeah. lot of ways. And I don't know. You know, I always go back to this story when I was younger. I was in a car wreck and um, I hit my head and I had I had a concussion and I had amnesia. I actually literally I'm one of the few, you know, you always see that in like cheesy soap operas. But I had amnesia for a trauma. Yeah, I, I um I didn't know who I was, and, and I, uh, long story short, I lost about a day before I, I came back, uh, back to two, or, you know, back to my normal self, and I was awake that whole time, and so I'd ask my parents things, like, or my friends, you know, people were at the hospital with me and stuff, like, uh, did I, did this happen, or was I talking to this person, they're like, yeah, you were, you know, and, and they filled in the day, but the problem is, I don't know now, looking back on it, if I really remember those things or if they told them to me. And so I remember them, you know, and I can, th- yeah. I, I can see that being the same thing with a dream. Like, is that shadow person really there standing or was I dreaming, but I thought it was real. And then my mind goes, yep, you were, al- you were awake. And, and that really happened. Not taken away from anyone who's, who's may have been through an experience like that, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I haven't. And so it's hard to, like you said, it's hard to wrap your, your brain around it and put yourself into that situation. And also, I mean, I, I know I'm probably going to say this and going to be people like, no, you've totally had an experience. There are plenty of times I'll like be, I'll like be, like I'll wake up or be about to go to sleep and I'll swear I'll see something out of the core of my eye and kind of sit up and be like, oh, it was nothing. And then just kind of go back to sleep. Just, just kind of, you know, like a quick little, like my eyes are going open, close, open, close. And it's like, wait, what, what was that? And it's like, right. oh, it was. So that that's the thing. It's like I'm sure someone would be like, "No, that's you seeing something. You just didn't." But realize is it though? It. Like, you can't but it's really... it's like it's like I don't know. It's like for exactly. me, for for my experience in that, it's just oh, it's just I was starting to go asleep, and it's just you know that jump awake when your like eyes are like closing, and then you're like, "Well, wait, oh, okay, I'm going. I'm actually going yeah. to sleep now." It's like in our neighbor's um, our neighbor's house. I, I think it's their bathroom. Must be. It's like on like it. It's the window that's really close to our our bedroom. <laughs> I swear to God, they got like a thousand watt bulb in there because it'll be the middle of the night and they'll fire that bastard up. <laughs> and yeah, and sometimes it'll wake me up and I'll think something like, like, you know, you feel like something moved through the room or something, you know, yeah. like you get that. But it's really, it's that light and you realize it because a few seconds later, the light goes out and you go, oh, oh, okay, okay. You know? Yeah, you get those blackout curtains. You uh, sleep we, all day. I, we have them, I know, and it's nice for the daytime too because if you want to go take a nap, you're like, oh, it's it's pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but go, sorry, go ahead. No, that's just, yeah, it's the mind is a hard, hard thing, you know, and, and uh, it plays tricks on you, but that doesn't mean this stuff can't also be real. All right, so... Hitting you with another question now. All right. Have you ever had any paranormal experiences? Uh, yeah, I very much have. All right. Um, so uh, this is one I've actually told on a, another show before. So my wife and I, I, we moved into, or I'm sorry, let me start over. My wife owns a house, and once we got together, I moved into the house with her. And uh, we were living here for a while. And we start, we're like sitting in the living room and we hear above us like thump thump, you know, like something, you know, thank you for the sound effects. Yeah. On the floor. And we're like, oh shit, there's something in the attic. You know, I'm thinking like someone's up there or a bird got in or something like that. And our our attic has got a floor and it's not finished. And one room is finished off, which is now the studio. And uh, so we go upstairs and look around. We can't see anything. 
So we go back downstairs, and over the course of the next several, you know, weeks, we'll just be sitting around, or I'll be sitting around at home, and bum, 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 you know, you hear, like, banging. So we are determined that there's something in the house. Well, meanwhile, my office downstairs starts having brownouts. Like, the none of the rest of the house is having issues, but the... Um, okay, just to explain to the layman... Or somebody who might not know, right. brownout is. So a brownout is when you don't lose power. You just lose enough that like your computer will turn off, the lights will dim. But it was only in this one room. So a brownout is you okay. still have some power, but you're not. You know, a blackout is you're done. You have no power. I, I just I just wanted to clarify that in case someone's like, oh, you had to run to the bathroom real quick. No, 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 no. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so we call an electrician, and he goes, well, you could have a grounding issue. We'd have to, you know, trace the ground. He goes, but it's weird because it's on the same line as the the outlet on the other side of the wall, which is having no issues. So he can't fix it. We call another electrician. He can't figure it out. Meanwhile, this banging's going on. So we call an exterminator. And he comes up and he looks through the house and he says, well, if you had like a raccoon or a possum or something that's in here and you can't find it, there'd be you know droppings and there'd be signs on the roof where he got in through some fascia or something. And there's not. But he puts a, he puts a live trap up there and he sets out some, some bait and stuff. Nothing. Can't get anything. Boom, boom, boom. It keeps happening. So needless to say, my wife and I are pretty... We're getting weirded out by it. You know what I mean? Like you're... We really wanted it to be something normal, and we can't figure out what it is. Now, and, has this happened before? Never. Because I, I know that you said that this that this is a house she's owned. So never. And she'd lived there for years. Nothing. Never at all. Hmm. I know, that, that'll come in. So, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. No, it'll, Skipped yeah. ahead. No, no. That's okay. So we are, let's just say we're, we're arguing about this, and we're, we're you know, like, what, I don't know what's going on. So we're, we're sitting in the living room, and we hear, like, bang, bang, you know. And I'm like, knock it off. I'm like, I, I yell. You know, we're sitting on the couch. And I know this is going to sound like a lie. I get hit, like on my, not hit, but my head, water drops on my head. Like, maybe like half a shot glass, like half an ounce of water. Enough to where I'm wet. And I, I, I put my hand up there. And she looks and she like touches my forehead. And she's like, where the hell did water? You know? Yeah. So there That's is weird. no pipes in our attic. We, there's no brown stain on the ceiling. We go upstairs. We can't find anything. I am freaked the hell out. As so you should be. We call around, and I get some, like, I find, you know, oh, this, you know, ghost hunting place out of Chicago. And I call them and tell them the story, and they want to come. They want to come and investigate the house, or at least sit down and do it. Talk to us. I say, okay. Well, my wife had just been, like, the day before at a little, like, renaissance fair or something like that. And she bought these two little statues and all this stuff. And long story short, they come over and immediately they come in and they see these two statues. And the woman's like, well, these are these are haunted. These are old haunted items. And we're like, they're literally 12 hours old. Get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> And they're just going through and she's like, I can feel this and I can feel that. And she goes, um, one of the things, and I'm, I'm a heavy guy, you know, and she's like... Uh, you um, you really need to watch your diabetes, your 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 blood sugar, because of your diabetes. I'm like, woman, 
I learned, I can't remember names. So, you know, ma'am, I am. Uh, I'm not diabetic. I thank you for you know grasping at straws because I'm a fat guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and so they're like, well, we want to do a reading, but you know, we want to come back and do an investigation. And we're like, no. Like we we end up emailing them. We're like it was such a fake, weird experience. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. It's going on. It's going on. It's going on. Like after they leave, you know, and we are kind of freaking out. So we get given the name of a guy who does, um, you know, he talks, you know, to, you know, helps people and things like this. His name is Damon Bridges. And uh, I email this guy and he's just all nonchalant. He's just like, OK, like, can you give me like 24 hours? I'm going to see what I can figure out, you know, and I'll get back to you. I'm like, OK. And I sent back to him like, how are you going to figure this out? And he's like, oh, I'm going to talk to spirits. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK. You know, like <laughs> you're, we're laughing. You're, and you're, you're knocking him out of the park right now. Yeah. I say that and I'm about to have my, you know, words shoved back in my mouth. So 24 hours later, he calls and he's like, all right. All right. So here's the deal. Your wife's grandpa died you know, about a year ago. And we're like, yeah. Well, did you move a bunch of his stuff in the attic? We're like, yeah, we did. He's like, he's attached to it, and uh, he's just, that's just him in your attic, just hanging out. We're like, what? You know, like, come on. She's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he was just, um, he he was really confused because he had, like, Alzheimer's, and he did, he had what was called sundowners, which is, like, when the, you know, at night, you, it, you're terrified, and, and it's, a, like, a really bad version of, of Alzheimer's, huh. and he's like, he was around water his whole life because he liked boating. He lived on a boat. We're like, yeah. He's like, that's why he hit you with water because boat wa- water's his thing. He's trying to talk to your wife. He says, you're the one he can get through because you're the um, uh, what did he say? Susceptible to it. She's not. And I'm like, oh my god. So we're like, what do we do? And he's like, have your wife go up there. He just wants to hear that everything's okay. Oh, and there's like a Carol, or and I don't remember the name. And my wife always tells me that I'm wrong, but Carol or, or Nancy or something like that. Can you tell her that he's sorry because he wasn't himself? We're like, oh, okay. And my wife's like, well, I don't know who that is. But she goes up and she has a talk in the room with her grandfather. And I swear to you, not a sound since then. But <laughs> we called her mom. We're like, do you know like a Carol? Is there someone in the family named Carol or Nancy? And her mom's like, no. And she's like, another one with grandma? Or, I mean, grandpa? She's like, well, his living nurse was Carol when he had Alzheimer's. <laughs> I was, And we're like, oh, my God. So this guy might have done a background check and done some snooping and took us. That's... You know what? You know what it cost us? Not a dime. He didn't ask for anything. Didn't want nothing. It was just a real quick. We sent him a, a call and emails and and. You know, in a 24, I, dude, it, my hair is, I'm, I got goosebumps just telling the story. It is, it was crazy, crazy. See, that's a crazy one. I wasn't expecting that. The water, if I, if you told me that happened to you, I'd call bullshit. And that, I know how that goes. And it was a really weird situation to be a part of. See, it's one of those things to where like, I, I mean, to me, I'm like, eh, it's a, it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. I mean, it's one of those things where if it happened to me, I, I believe, I mean, I, I have no reason not to believe you, but it's kind of one of those. I'm like, cause I'm, I'm arguing with myself right now. I'm like him doing a background check and doing all that stuff would have taken so much work that it's like, it's not even worth it. That's what I was, you know, I, um, 
I talked to uh, Rojan of um, uh, Project Archivist, and he was like, "Oh, that's just the, the you know bait and switch." I'm like, you know, and he did a background check, and I was like, "Well, maybe," but he he sure didn't make any money off of it. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't, he didn't, he didn't ask. And for that's anything. the sticking point with it. It's like, well, then what would he have gained from it? I don't know. I don't know. And he was just like, "Yeah, I could help you if you got you got any other questions. Let me know. Deuces. See you later. Gotta go to work." <laughs> and I mean, because because did you guys tell him that there that you had stuff in the attic or anything like no, that? No, we before? told him that we told him that we'd heard um, knocking and thought we had a animal and the and um uh the uh, what the hell they call it? exterminator couldn't find anything and the knockings were getting worse. The water thing, not only did it happen, he knew about it or he brought it up that her grandfather was he boated. And want it in, you know, so he's he's trying to use water to get a to make me understand that it was him for her, for her. If that makes any sense, like he was trying to do things to let Lisa know who it was. That's a weird one. But I, but he's like, you're See, the one. Was not expecting that when I said something to you. I know. So it was. I didn't know if you'd heard it when I had said it on the other show. I, uh, I don't because I was trying to think if you've ever mentioned it on your show. And I'm like, I don't know if he has. We have not. I did it in a up all night, which is on our Patreon, but. Um, I don't know. John is very skeptical, and as soon as I start telling the story, he's kind of eh, meh, you know. And I'm just like, oh. I mean, like I said, my my thing is, I listen to it. I'm like, I I I believe you believe the stuff happened, and then I, it got solved. But it's kind of like I wasn't there, so I'm like, eh. Well, I I I, I do believe because we <laughs> I got unfortunately the uh, the receipts from all the bull crap we had to pay for. Um, yeah, the, uh, you know, the, uh, I could write off everything. The water was the one that bothered me the most. Um, yeah, that's the, the water. And then his response to it is what made me kind of go, you know, you know, something might be there. So do you not believe in, uh, in the paranormal at all? Um, as for like spirits and ghosts and stuff like that, that is like the least end of my, like. I, I, I love the paranormal. Love it to death. I, I love um, UFOs, conspiracy, all, all that stuff. Just ghosts and stuff like that. I don't mind hearing the stories. But mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things I've never had an experience. So Right. And I always I, tell people, like, I, I, I fall into that. And, and I always say, like you said, I believe that you believe. I say that all the time, too. And until something happens to you it's easy to say, I don't believe. And, and whether it's true or not, and there's so many things, like we've said, I was saying earlier, it's easy to be in bed and misconstrue things or this and that well, and the other. You know? I mean, we're sitting here right now. It's not going to pick up on the mic, but I heard like a bump and then a sound in the other room. I know that was the ice maker kicking on. Right, right. And, and 99.99. Because it does a click and then it's, yeah. and it's really soft. And if you don't know it's there... Most everything can that? always be, um, you know. But I know from living here, it's just, it's just something. It, it happens uh, every now and then. So right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. You know, like I was saying, most everything can be explained. Um, but the path of least resistance, you know, shouldn't always be the paranormal. So many people yeah. want to join. You know, that's the problem is people. Which we we tried to rule out. You know, a lot of things and in, in this and in, in everything like. It's so, so many people are quick to, like, speaking of aliens, how many times you see a rocket launch from SpaceX now and it's yeah, alien and it's, fever, you know, right. every time. 
I'll tell my paranormal thing to an extent on here mm-hmm. real quick. Cause it's not something I hide or it's just, it becomes so mundane once I tell it that it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, it's a non thing. But when it happened, it was like me and my buddies were like, Oh man. So, um, this was years ago. And, um, actually, actually I can say this is almost over 10 years ago now. Definitely. Okay. And, um, we, we were driving home from me at one of our friend's houses and it was two in the morning. Two ten, it was two ten, two ten two eleven to be exact, and I can tell you why I know that, and it will also lead into something else too. Is it because um, you looked at a clock? Bingo. <laughs> yeah, yes, but there's a reason. So no, I was driving, bad. and um, where I live versus where they live, like they lived in this town, I had to drive over like toward in the mountains to get to where I lived right. at the time. So we were driving on the same road, and I, of course, pulled off and went in a separate direction. They continued on that road. So we're about five-ish miles apart from each other, going in different directions. Mm -hmm. And all of us saw what seemed to be a cylinder-shaped object in the sky for a split second, and then a bright flash, and then nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I immediately turned around, because I was like, was that a flare? What was that? Because it looked like... It was like right there. So I turned around, mm-hmm. drove back down the mountain, looked out, like looked at the mountain. I was like, there's nothing there. I'm like, what was that? And when it first happened, I saw it and then looked at my clock because I knew what time I had left. And I was like, I know this is weird and I love paranormal and I love this stuff. I was double checking to make sure that it was still the correct time. Like say that you didn't lose time or something like I, that? I, I did. A, like, like if I looked down, it was like 3.30. You're like, uh-oh, I would have been like, someone got probed. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. And, and I'll, 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 I'll get into that in a second, too. But no, so, so I did that. Drove back down. was kind of like, whatever. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I saw. I'm like, it's too late. I don't want to think about it too much. So I drive home, go to sleep. Next, next day, I meet up with one of the three people. I'm talking to him, and we're just sitting there, and he just goes, so, um. Did you see anything weird last night? And I'm like, what? <laughs> right. and he goes, you, you did, did, did you? And I'm like, blue light in the sky with a flash. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. So we tell our friend, we're like, hey man, did you see anything? And he describes the same thing to us. So we're oh, all yeah. sitting there like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I haven't talked to them recently about it because, like I said, it's been 10 years. I know my one – I know one of them is still like, I feel we saw something out of this, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, we probably just saw a meteor. Yeah. Because I'm like, it, the, the cylinder part of it, I'm like, I saw it for a split second. So it probably looked like a cylinder, but if I would seen it from beginning to end, yeah, I probably would have been like, a, nope, that is definitely – a a meteor coming down. And like I said, I just, I, I boiled it down to, I saw something that I thought was paranormal, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, nah. Cause I'm like, it just makes, it makes more sense that it was that not, not saying I don't believe, but well, of course yeah. and they always say like, when you see something for a split second, your mind fills in the blanks, literally yep. your mind fills in what you didn't see with your eyes. And that's why you'll see like, Oh man, I thought I saw it car outside and it's a plant moving you know what i mean because your mind yeah. goes, oh you know and you do that so again that's one of those things where the mind you got it's it's cliched but the mind plays tricks on you and that's what's weird with a lot of meteorites and shooting stars and things like mm-hmm. that 
they'll explode in the colors and, and do crazy stuff sometimes. You know, they'll explode in the yeah. explode in the atmosphere, and um, uh, I, I think a lot of that gets portrayed as you know a. a a UFO doesn't mean alien. It just means unidentified, you know, object. In the sky. I mean, it's technically, technically, I still saw a UFO. Exactly. You saw a UFO. Technically, the, by the, the definition. The unfortunate part is what people go, UFO, oh, you saw an alien. No, I just saw something I couldn't identify. Now, flying. I will tell you, and I'll probably repeat this several times throughout this series, my biggest fear mm-hmm. as a kid was aliens. Really? Like, like um, was up. it because of a movie? Like, uh, I like, don't know. I can't link it. Wow. Like, yeah. it's, here's the thing. Was Star it abduction? Wars, was that what you were worried about? <laughs> Star Wars never bothered me. Right. But E.T. couldn't do E.T. Really? I could not really? do E.T. as a kid. Um, the Aliens movies never bothered me either. <laughs> those, yeah. those didn't bother me crazy? because it, cause it was just like, no, they're, they're just these weird... I'm like they're they're not in a ship abducting, and it is the abduction side of it that always terrified me, and that kind of goes into sleep paralysis and goes into shadow people. It is that always terrified me to no end because it was like a like oh well you can do this stuff to keep ghosts away or keep evil spirits away. It's if an alien wants to abduct you, there's stories of them phasing people through, and it's like it's always scared me. And the thing was, I have to give it credit because that's why I got into loving the paranormal and getting into right. it. Because I was like, this is an irrational fear. I'm going to watch videos on it. I'm going to do research. I'm going to be knowledgeable on it so that I can overcome this fear. But knowledge brings fear, people, because God dang it. There were so many times that I was more scared of stuff after doing like yeah, that, knowing yeah. a ton of stuff. Because it's like, oh my gosh, they can do that. Did you ever see Fire in the Sky? I, I've seen clips from it. I've never watched it beginning to end. So it's a very, I, you know, it's a good movie that that you probably should. I'm watch I'm it wondering <laughs> if maybe I saw that when I was younger. Man, that's what I was saying because that that the reason I said that is, it uh, it screams like the most terrifying abduction you can. Now even Travis Walton has said, that's all you know. The who yeah, who, who says he was abducted says that movie is horse crap as far as the abduction and all that stuff. Yeah, because his his thing is like Nords and stuff like that, isn't it? What's that? It, it's 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 Nords. It's Nordic aliens. Well, so there I was think. there was, but he also saw Greys, who he yeah. said actually might have been their suits. Like, um, you know, he saw like two or three different species for sure. Uh, when he he says when he was up there, but the thing is, they show a terrifying. Oh my God. Where they, I, they strap him to a table yep. and drill in his eye. And, and though, and I mean, it's once again, I know we discussed this in an earlier episode this month is October, but practical effects. I, I'd love CG and I love computer graphics, but practical oh, effects. Yep. Because they don't age almost my, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. A good practical effect. That's where my heart's at, man. I, I really, I, I, I appreciate That's why Jurassic so Park looks more. good. That's yeah, why Jurassic exactly. Park looks good. To this day, it still looks good. Most for you're exactly for the most right. Part. You're yeah. exactly right. And that and that's another one where it was like there was something on set that I would be terrified to if I ever went there, went to Hollywood or went somewhere that it was sitting in some back room lot, and they're like, "Oh, go grab this out of that closet." I open it up, <laughs> and that's staring at me. <laughs> like, like, like I said, and, that, and that's the thing. I try and I. I I still get a little creeped out every now and then. Like, like, like if I'm sitting here alone at night editing something in the middle of the night and I get up to go and it's like dark out, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to glance outside 
and I'm going to see like I like that that's the thing. I feel like if I saw a UFO like lights in the sky, right? I'd be like cuz when when it when it did happen when I had that experience, I I wasn't scared of like I was just like what was that? I was because more curious. I think a lot of times it it's such a wonderment. It's like I even heard about people I I was reading this book recently about, you know, like D-Day in Normandy and the people that were um parachuting behind the lines. And they're mm-hmm. talking to this guy and he's like, "How terrified were you because they were they were shooting at him. They're shrapnel over." He goes, "You were so scared you jump out." He goes, "I couldn't even process being scared anymore." He goes, "I thought that's really pretty when all like the the anti flak guns and you yeah. know were going off. He's like, I thought it was really pretty. And like sometimes your mind just goes, Matt, you know what? We're gonna process this later, <laughs> you know. And and hope hopefully if you're in a situation like that, you know, or you know, with you know, God forbid, it's aliens or something like that, that that your instincts can kick in in one way or another. Yeah. Um. And and the thing is though, if I like go to walk walk down the hall to go to bed and I go to turn off like a light or something, I turn and there's one of them standing right there. There's yeah. two things that are going to happen. Sorry. There are three things that are going to happen. I will shit my pants <laughs> and I'm either going to run or I'm just going to jump at it and be like, let's do this. Right, right. And it won't be a jump at it. Like out of pure, like I'm, I'm not scared of you. It's going to be out of pure. I'm going to fight you because I have no clue what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's always people go like, "Oh man, I wish, I wish uh, an alien would come and you know, you know, take me away." I'd go with him. I'm like, you don't know what the hell you do in a situation like that. I don't even want to get in a car with a stranger. You could get a ship with a monster. Come nah, on, nah, nah. I, I know. Like I said, I know exactly what I do, and it would be that. Yeah. It, it would be me. In in both scenarios, shitting my pants, yeah. running, screaming, or running at it, screaming. Yeah. If you're taking me to Alpha Centauri, you better have a change of clothes waiting. Because <laughs> it just got messy. That's right. Um, so I, I asked with the stuff that, that you guys have researched, is there anything you haven't researched? That I that I find is absolutely terrifying? You yes. Know? Um, I, I want to. I brought up the demons. You know, we've talked a lot about those. Yeah. I really want to do an episode on um, on the the absolute church of uh, of of you know the satanic church, mm-hmm. but not the modern satanic church that doesn't actually believe in a deity. I want the people that actually like, yep, devil's real and shit. That stuff. The people that do that are playing around with like you know demons and, and crap that they think they're doing. I just don't. I don't get that that line of thinking. Those people terrify me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, you know stuff like that. There's so many monsters and demons and crap out there that you know that that we cover or are going to cover, and it, it, it makes your head spin. You know, I was looking through so many. You know, we've done you know uh, on zombies and vampires and and the history of those in the past are, are based off of, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. creatures from you know, Nordic lore and Irish lore and things like that. And man, the past is a messed up. Place, it it, it truly is also. Um, so, so, so Brent, what you're saying is in the end, man is what you fear the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, children probably first, because even a normal school child is scary. And then you give them like, you know, Black-eyed kids. Then, then I'm just terrified because just the kid part. Never mind the black-eyed part. Uh, so those are probably pretty high up there. But yeah, just man in of itself because um, 
when it all comes down to it, you know, it's uh, they're probably we're like cockroaches, man. You just can't exterminate us. <laughs> True. Everywhere. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, um, I want to thank you for joining me for this um this oh, spooky man, Halloween episode. On. Yeah, I had a um, blast. Thank you. I I, I, I want to make this a yearly thing and everything. But um, if you want to tell people where they can find more from you, sir. Yeah, just Go you can it. search for Hysteria 51. We're on all podcatchers. Uh, we have a Hysteria 51 pod on Twitter. And on Facebook, we actually have Hysteria Nation is our mm-hmm. group on there. Where we do lots of chatting back and forth about all our topics and just about anything and everything. But just go to Google and search Hysteria 51 or Hysteria51.com. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Prepare to confiscate the human's possessions. Possessions secured. Prepare the probe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a hot second. No need for a probe, man. Why are you doing this anyway? To learn from your account. And to obtain your container of treasures. Container of treasures? Oh, you mean my cryptid crate? Yes, the cryptid crate you possess. We desire it. We've discovered it to be populated with many objects we find most incredible. Correct. The objects in this container cannot be produced on our home planet. Well, you don't have to abduct people to get your own cryptid crate. Elaborate. Just go to cryptidcrate.com and sign up. On the first of each month, a new box filled with amazing cryptozoology-themed items will come to your mailbox, or spaceship. Allow us to show appreciation to you, human, for this invaluable information. Yeah, sure thing. Does this mean you're going to take me back to Earth? (laughs) Not exactly. Hello everyone, and we're continuing this Halloween spook fest. Yes, our Halloween episode continues, but I'm joined by a new guest, a new victim to the fear this. Yes, I'm now coining the term of fear this is what this episode is. Yes, every Halloween we will continue to bring podcasters or people on to tell us their darkest, deepest fears, but I am joined by a guest, so sir, introduce yourself. Hey, Zenger, it's Derek from Monsters Among Us Podcast. So would you say, good evening, it's Derek? Good evening. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> if, if you haven't heard Monsters Among Us, definitely go check him out. He has been a continuing guest on our show, but um, I wanted to bring you on because you have an interesting you, you have an interesting way to tap into just strange and paranormal because of the way your show's done. So if you want to just tell everyone real quick, you know, if they're not familiar with your show, what do you do on there? Sure, sure. My show is a call-in show, uh, but it, that's not even the normal part of it. Uh, people call in and leave their story as a voicemail rather than me actually interviewing them. So typically I'll get a story that's three to uh, sometimes eight, nine minutes long, uh, and they tell their own pace, their own words, and I simply share the story then discuss it uh, afterwards. And I often try to, I don't try to debunk anything, but I offer up, uh, you know, plausible explanations for what this uh, story may be. You know, if if there's something normal out there that I think could be the culprit, I'm certainly going to mention it. But uh, we get some pretty weird stuff. Yes, yes, you do. As a frequent listener, I can definitely say you do. But we'll touch on a little bit more of that later, sir. So 
my first question, and probably the question everyone wants to know the answer to is, what in the paranormal scares you? Hmm. What monsters are among your fears? <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest with you, this is something that, uh, you know, you asked me the other day, you know, said, well, let's do this topic. And I've been thinking about it. And uh, it's it's always different. It always changes. Uh, you know, I thought back to when I was a little kid and uh, anything boogeyman related was scary. You know, if it, you heard tales of uh, wood boogers is what they would call them uh, in some of the areas I visited as a kid. Uh, but they're talking about Sasquatch or Bigfoot, something like that. So uh, creatures, monsters in the woods, uh, when I was young, was definitely the top of the list. But uh, another aspect, I grew up in the 80s. So there was also the satanic panic element. And I didn't quite understand, understood what all that stuff meant. Um, I would hear my parents talk about it or I'd hear other adults talk about Oh, uh, you know, Satan worship here and Satan worship there, and they just made it sound so scary uh, that that whatever was going on, I wanted no part of. So I would say it, it morphed from, you know, the boogeyman to actual people, you know, in the woods doing strange things, summoning strange entities, or you know, sacrificing creatures or or even other people. That the whole thought of all that just kind of scared me until I grew up and, and grew old enough to realize that it was mostly nonsense, both of them. Uh, and that's when, that's kind of when the grays were pushed to the forefront. Uh, this would have been like the early nineties, you know, mid nineties. And, uh, uh, Willie Strieber's book communion was, was big. Uh, unsolved mysteries did a lot of UFO, um, abduction cases and mm -hmm. sighting cases that, Fire in the Sky, the Travis Walton story, that movie came out around that time as well. So all this alien abduction stuff and uh, just aliens in general just terrified me. Uh, and, you know, and the progression continued, and I got a little older, and that's when uh, all the shows like Ghost Hunters and, and stuff like that came out. So you know there was a ghost on every corner, so it's kind of yeah. you know walking through your dark basement at night. You're like, is there anything down here besides me? Because now that kind of brings... The aliens brought it into your home, but the ghosts kind of are something that could be there the entire time, not not just yep. temporarily like an alien would be. Yep, but, I uh, definitely agree with you on that one. And, of course, calling back to the previous segment with Brent Han, um, yes, this there, there seems to be a common core with, with two picks, actually the three picks if you include myself. Um, Fire in the sky is something that the the abduction and anything involving the aliens is truly terrifying to anyone who has even the vaguest fear of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, it was so graphic. The film was so graphic. And the fact that it was based on true events, uh, you know, the Travis Walton case, mm -hmm. for, for those that aren't familiar, I can give you a quick synopsis. And um, I want to say... Maybe November of 1977, uh, Travis and I think five or six other guys were clearing brush on a mountainside in Arizona, Snowflake, Arizona, to be precise. When they were driving back, they saw a hovering craft, and spontaneously, Travis got out of the truck and stood underneath it, and that's when a big light hit him, and he flew back into the air, and they all drove away. And they went back to get him a few hours later, and he was gone. There was no sighting, or no sign of the UFO either. And, uh, you know, they were actually questioned for murder and they all yeah. had to, they all had to, uh, perform polygraph tests and, 
and they were told not to leave town. There was a huge investigation going on because Travis had been missing for four or five days. And, and one day he finally showed up naked at a gas station at three in the morning, uh, completely starving, dehydrated. He hasn't, you know, he, wherever he's been, he hasn't eaten or drank a thing the entire time. Um, you know, and they passed all the polygraphs, you know, to this day, I actually met him a couple weeks ago at Crypticon. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. He was super nice guy. I was really surprised, but I'll be honest. And this is so ridiculous, but I wanted to shake his hand, but in the back of my head, the 12 year old me is like, if you touch him, that's one link to the aliens and they're going to come find you. They'll know where you are. It's it's that tiny that tiny grain of sand in the back of my head was thinking that I'm like oh this is ridiculous but no he's a he's a really nice guy uh, but you know they stuck to their story to this day um, they claim that he was abducted and uh, he has vivid memories of what took place on the craft mm -hmm. uh, apparently he was there for a couple of days so if you haven't seen the film I highly highly suggest doing it. Yes. Uh, fire in the sky. Yep. But anyway, that was a tangent. Sorry about that. Uh, November fifth of nineteen seventy-five. I actually looked it up while you were talking, but it was November fifth. Oh, cool. I don't. I you. I think you said winter, so close enough. I said November. Oh, uh, okay. Did, yeah. I, I did you sorry. say seventy-five or seventy-seven? Seventy-five. Oh, yeah. See, I said seventy-seven. Shows uh, what I know. The um, he wrote a book, uh, nineteen seventy-eight, called the Walton Experience, which was adapted into Fire in the Sky in nineteen ninety-three. Um, it has been pointed out that the movie did take some liberties with stuff, but for the most part, it tells essentially the same story. Yeah. So, yo, know, I, I definitely agree with you that, like, as, as I said previously, that um, aliens are something that, like, terrifies me to my core. And that's why I got into paranormal and why I got into stuff is because I was like, this is an irrational fear. I will get over it. And... The more research you do, the more stuff you find out. And it's one of those things to where knowledge brings fear. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to overcome my fear, and it's like, nope, I'm making it so, <laughs> so much worse by, by researching it. Well, it's Sometimes. funny. Most things, you know, as you, like, let's say snakes, for example. Most, not, I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people are afraid of snakes. But if you actually learned about them and their behavior and, and your, their, their role in the ecosystem and, you know, all this information, they're a lot less scary. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to things like aliens, it, it, you're right. The more you know, the more ways they have to terrify you. It's like, oh, I'm safe. Oh, no, they will come through the walls. Yeah, or the mirrors. That, yep. that was the thing that got me when I was a kid. Uh, I, I couldn't even tell you where I saw it, but... It said that the greys would show up through the mirror, like oh. they had a mirror on the back of their door. And to this day, and the weird, it's so weird. Last night, three in the morning, I'm up taking a pee, and you know when you wash your hands, I don't make eye contact with myself in the mirror because it's black in there. I have a nightlight, um, but I still ha I get the willies from looking at myself in the mirror, and I think it all stems back from that little fact that I, you know, heard or read when I was ten or eleven years old. I'll tell you this, and I said this this um, on the. On the other half, I'm going to just elaborate on it a little bit. Um, three things will happen. Th th one thing will definitely happen, and two things might happen. If I ever am going like to bed at night and I'm walking, turning off lights and everything, I just look down a hallway or look over and there's an alien there, I will shit my pants. <laughs> Out of both fear, anger, and every emotion possible, and I will either run screaming or I will run screaming at it. And the and the addit is not out of courage or or um like pure balls or anything. It is out of 
I'm just going to run at you because I'm now, I've now shit myself. So I am just going to run at you crazily and hope that you'll just be like, oh, no, no way. Get away from me. And you'll quickly be vaporized. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, no, but it's it's one of those things where, like, I'll be turning off lights at night. And, I've, and I'll sometimes get that same, like, I'll turn off, like, one of the last lights and get this don't look behind you feeling, oh, I still like, get for, that. for a second. I still get that as well, yeah. And it's like... I, I, and it's like every now and then I will look over my shoulder, but it's not, it's nothing where I'm like, there's, there's something back there. It's just this, like the, 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 the kid version of me is sitting there going, you should be terrified right now because you're about to be in the dark and you know, they come at night sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you also got to ask yourself, is, is it a childhood fear or is it something that's ingrained in us? Um, now I, I take, uh, let me use this as an example uh, my grandparents had a long house. Uh, it was, I, I don't even know what my grandpa was thinking when he built it, but it's about, I will say maybe 30 feet wide and 60 or 70 feet long. So it's a long, <laughs> it's shaped like a house trailer is what it's shaped like, but it's a house anyway. So down the center in the back, they also had eight kids. So that's probably explains a lot of that. Um, but down the back part of the house, is just a hallway with bedrooms left and right, left and right. And finally ends into a bedroom. And, and I remember as a kid being terrified to walk past the darkened rooms in the lit up hallway, thinking there's something in there. And as I got older, and even today, I still have that feeling. If I walk past a darkened doorway somewhere that I'm not familiar with, I always get that weird feeling. And it dawned on me one day, I'm like, maybe it's just not that I'm you know, afraid of this as a little kid and, and still like call back to that. Maybe it's something that's ingrained in us to keep us safe. You know, uh, let's say, for example, uh, Neanderthals could live in caves and we know that, you know, they could pop out at any second. So that's just infused in our brain to the point where it's still with us today to have that irrational fear of just a darkened doorway. And, you know, maybe it's just me that's afraid of those. I, I don't oh, know. No, I, I, I agree with you. I truly, truly believe that that like we, we do have ingrained certain things into us and the fear of the dark is something I think we all like, no matter how tough you are, it's like, someone is scared. You, you, you are scared of a d the dark at some point in your life and to an extent because it's something you can't see into. You don't, like, I'm, I'm sure if somehow humans had night vision, we would have no problem with it at yeah, all. Yeah, We wouldn't care because it's something we, we can see fully and be, because we're, we're not in our element in the dark. We, we yeah. are at the biggest disadvantage we could possibly be at as as people so i i can and, definitely and, understand that fear yeah yeah but to be more precise i don't think we're afraid of the dark we're just afraid of what's in the dark yes the the, the boogeyman the things that you aren't aware of when you're camping yeah. at night you hear that stick break and it's it, it it isn't like oh there's like a squirrel or something it's there's a pack of ravenous lions i'm i'm in north america but for some reason there's a pack of savannah lions about to jump me Sort or a thing. hillbilly with a chainsaw yeah, or that, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that that too. It's 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 your mind will jump to the most logical thing the most logically insane thing to get you um fight or flight, I guess, ready to yeah. do that. But but no, I mean I, I think that that's that's definitely a great point and everything on all that. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, but and, but, and but now yeah, my so, biggest fear. My uh, biggest fear now in the paranormal ahead. world is getting my show out on time. That's, <laughs> that's become my biggest fear because, 
you know, as you know, you know, doing this week in week out, yes. it's a lot of work and yes, it it's is. a big time commitment. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's honestly become one of my biggest paranormal fears today. <laughs> and you can say that cause your show deals with par- the paranormal constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of your show real quick, I know when you were on last year for our Zingtober, we had a discussion with you about some of the sightings, and I think you listed one of the craziest ones you've gotten. And that was, I, I think if I remember correctly, the giant prey mantis. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, man, if I can remember the details of this call, I believe her name was Bonnie, I want to say, in somewhere in the western Midwest, maybe like Colorado or something. Uh, but anyway, she was jogging at like 5 in the morning, so it was still dark, and she come around this corner... And standing under the street lamp was a 12 to 13 foot tall praying mantis that just kind of looked at her and her dog barked at it. And she just kind of turned and went the other way after, you know, staring at it for a few seconds. Uh, but the weird thing is there's a lot of uh, sightings reported of, of large mantis-like beings. So it wasn't completely out of left field, but I certainly wasn't expecting a call like that. So, but you have said now that there is something that, that has topped that. There is a new one. Um, I don't know if it tops it, but it, it parallels. Anyway, uh, a few weeks ago, this call came in a while ago. I'm I, I'm admittedly behind on my calls. I get a lot of submissions, so it takes me forever to go through all these. But uh, I found this call of this guy that was driving through uh, uh, Washington and, and Idaho, and they were looking for a rest stop, and they were having a hard time uh, finding one. So he ended up peeing behind a little building that he found. I guess it was a closed rest stop or something. So he went around the back, and as he was relieving himself, uh, a creature or a person, something jumped over uh, the embankment next to him, but the he couldn't see it. It was like the predator. It had like <sighs> that living, that living can- camouflage. So he... Basically, he could see the outline of a person, and I guess it knelt down. And then when he realized, when the person realized this guy was there peeing next to him, he kind of like hid behind a tree. So the caller ran back uh, to his car where his wife and kids were waiting. And uh, as she put, she actually called in as well. They they submitted the story separately, uh, but her end of it was that there was some sort of operation going on around the road that they were using green screens to make it look like they were driving through a mountainous area when in reality they had no idea what they were driving through. So the best I could come up with is that it was some sort of strange military exercise, but that's pretty terrifying to me. If that technology is out there, uh, which I did find some information on that it's definitely in development if it hasn't already existed. Uh, But the fact that that kind of technology is out there, I mean, we don't stand a chance against anything like that. I was actually about to point out that if the, that my my guess was going to be this was some military operation or something, but before mm-hmm. you said that, that that was going to be my guess is that he witnessed some super high tech technology being tested, and the person for whatever reason was maybe paying attention to certain who was in if if there was somebody in the thing was paying attention to certain you know. Oh my! My heart level's at this. This is at this. I'm moving at this much speed. Oh crap! I'm beside somebody. Like yeah, isn't yeah. focusing on his surroundings. He's more focusing on statistics and stuff that he needs to data he needs to collect for the task. And, and when he realized he was there, he kind of just backed against a tree, knowing that the camouflage would take over. Yep. 
there, there's another weird aspect of this that I completely forgot. Uh, I guess they were driving through this remote area and they went through this town that the way they described it seemed staged. Uh, all the people there seemed like actors and they went to a general store, I think. I, I, I'm trying to remember all this off the top of my head, but they went to a general store and, and the clerk working there was acting very strangely. And uh, I guess when they left, there was only one way in and one way out. And when they left in a hurry, they said they didn't recognize anything and they never actually went back through that little town that existed hours before. Hmm. So there was definitely something very strange going on there that that uh, I, I don't know about, but it, it rivals the 12 to 13 foot brain mantis, that's for sure. I, I, I don't know. It's just one of these things where it's like, well, maybe the military was putting on some exercise and they accidentally stumbled into it. And they were just yeah. basically told, uh, just try to just try to get them out of here without causing a scene. <laughs> well, my my thought actually went to the opposite that maybe they were funneling a few people in there to oh. see if they can if they can you know pull this off or not. Uh, you know, if if they're noticed, then obviously this technology isn't working as well as they thought. But you know, if if they can fool them into thinking they're driving through a mountainous range, and then you know this. Maybe the, the the guy that ran into the other gentleman is is an accident, but the other part maybe was by design. Interesting, or maybe this is just signs that we're all in the Truman Show, and they <laughs> they were just on the outskirts of a, the the new set they're building. Exactly, it's a simulation. Yes, <laughs> uh, no, I mean that's 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 definitely like you you go from one like a cryptozoological extreme to a I don't know what to categorize that as. Yeah. Because it's like well, it has elements of the paranormal. It has elements of some military conspiracy thing. It has other elements of who said who's to say they weren't abducted by aliens and that yeah. they were trying to. They had the B squad that really wasn't good at um, messing <laughs> with their memories. Well, you know, when I get calls in, I, I separate them into folders. I have a ghost folder, Shadow Man, Bigfoot, you know, you name it, and I have one folder just called Fringe. And that's my favorite folder, and that's where both of these sightings fit into. I, like, I don't know where else to put either of these. So they both went into the fringe folder, and when I get to pull a, a, a call from that folder, that's when I get really excited. It, it sounds like it. I, I would love to to pull from that to, to get. I I, w- I would love to have the ability to be like this one goes here, because it's just <laughs> that good, or it's just it's, that out there. It's kind of like that. It's like. You know, here's the top pedestal, like, beat this, you know? Yeah. Not to say, like, Bigfoot or UFO things aren't out there, but just there, there's sometimes just that one story where it's like, I don't know if you could even make this up. Yeah. Well, I had a I had a call about a, a uh, I might screw this up, but I, I think it was a gentleman, that when he was a kid, uh, he was laying in bed, and a chimpanzee wearing overalls walked yeah, into his yeah, bedroom. yeah jostled with his pajamas and then walked back out the door and he said i was wide awake i hadn't gone to sleep yet and it was there clear as day you hear all kinds of weird things like you know what what was that and my thought uh, going circling back to the grays my thought on it was that uh in order not to scare the children that they're checking up on they appear as you know curious george or something like that and yeah. it's just interpreted differently see i'd like to think that his parents had maybe gotten him a chimp for as a gift, and the chimp got loose, <laughs> went in. They're like, oh, it's ruined. Return it. Give it back. All night long, he thought he got a pet chimp, and he yep. woke up in the next morning and nothing. Yep. His parents were like, nope. It, it, ruined its, it ruined its own surprise. We're taking it back. 
story of my life. <laughs> um, so there, there is one thing I wanted to bring up real quick, and this I, I will say it, I don't believe I don't know how true I think this is, but um, before I got into listening to podcasts stuff like that, I'd listen to you know I'd I'd have YouTube, and I still go on YouTube and everything, but there's like certain channels I watched, it was always one of those things. Like, they have, like, creepy stories from, like, or creepy submission stories and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think you do a better job of screening yours. But this was one that um, I was I was watching a thing. And it's just, like, a video of someone talking. It might, it might as well have just been a podcast, to be honest. Yeah. It's just some guy talking over static images normally. And one of them was, and this, this, this is going to the demonology, the, the not the demonology, the, the satanic panic stuff. Okay. Which... Arguably, who knows how real a lot of that stuff was, per se. So, he said that there was um that he got a report from a police officer who said that he's waited years to tell the story. One night he was out, of course, on a very abandoned, like you know, backwoods road and everything, and saw somebody run across the street. Well, he gets out, shines the light, kind of sees him off in the woods, and then goes after him, like tries to get, go after him, has his light, kind of. You know, walking through the woods looking says that he walked into like a clearing area and all these people stepped out in masks and robes and stuff and just stared at him and just the close one to him mm-hmm. said you need to leave and you saw nothing and the cop said he did not make a report did not say a thing for years because he was just so terrified of whatever it was out there and you said this call seemed unbelievable or i Here's the thing. It's it's like it's one of those things to where I don't know if I believe it, but at the same time, if I was in that situation and that happened to me, like I'd be the same way to where I'd be like I probably wouldn't say anything. Cuz it's like what did did I just stumble did I just like survive a possible like I was going to be murdered but they saw I was a cop so they're like whoa 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 don't don't mess with him. Sort of thing. Hmm. Like, that's the thing. It's like, that's that to me is a creepy one. Like yeah. I said, no clue how true it is. It's just, that that's one that always stuck out from those from those story things I used to listen to. Well, the As, idea of you know, people being out there when they're not supposed to be, when they're not supposed to be, is just something offsetting about that. But mm-hmm. uh, And you also know that their intentions are nefarious. So Oh, yeah. When you, when you stumble upon a, a circle of, of people in robes in the woods... Nothing good is ever going to come of that. No. And like, like I said, I was wondering if maybe like that person was like a runner to try to, you know, get them, get run across the, the road and get somebody to follow them. And then they were going to. Oh, basically. yeah. But since they saw it was a cop, they were probably like, uh, we he, um, that's not a good one for us to do this to because one, he's got a gun and two, it's a cop. They're going to come looking for yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 got the elements of that's how someone could have escaped that, but at the same time, it's just unbelievable enough that I'm like, there's there's no way he went back and it's like someone turned up missing a few weeks later or something and he's just sitting there at his desk going Don't yeah. know anything about that. Oh, it was back on that road you were patrolling the other week there, Jim. Um nope, wasn't <laughs> out there. Not not out there at all. Didn't see anything. Well, I see yeah, that's, that's the thing. There's so many of these stories, but it's like and of course, it, it normally is the years later I'm telling it, but yeah, you feel like there's a grain of truth in there somewhere. But the way the satanic panic, uh, you know, played out eventually, uh, 
kind of makes me question a lot of these stories. Mm. Uh, you know, all the stuff that, you know, I heard growing up, I guarantee you none of that was true. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any, well, I can't say that cause I don't know off top. I was going to say, I can't think of anybody in my hometown area that's, you know, a Satanist, but if they were, they probably wouldn't be painting it on their front store, uh, front door or anything like that. So I, I wouldn't know, but it, it just, you know, knowing now what I do know, it just doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem like that's a logical thing that, to take place in, in, at least in the area that I grew up, which well, was rural Ohio. Well, I mean, I was about to say not, I'm not defending or I'm, I'm just pointing this out. If they did like, you know, oh, well, you know, a, a child got sacrificed. That'd be national headlines. Yeah. Yeah. And it never, I, I'm not familiar with anything. And it's like one of those things where it's like, that would be really weird to cover up, but who knows? It, it, it still is scary though. It's still one of those things to where it's like, Oh, if it for was sure. covered up, and then the, it, I don't know. It's it it is still one of those things to where it's like there there's a tiny bit of grain of salt to where it's like maybe, maybe. Well, you know, it, it's not unlike any of these. Like think you know, Bigfoot, for example. Uh, the idea of it is is uh, pretty scary, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. But if you run into one, that all changes. You know, yeah. If if you happen to see one of these things, that whole concept of fear definitely changes and, and is now rooted in, in fact, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I like that you bring up the Bigfoot one because we both grow up in very rural areas. Mm-hmm. You were in rural Ohio. I was in rural, rural Virginia. And going wow. out in the woods was something <laughs> I wasn't, like, terrified of. Like, I, I, I go hiking in the woods every now and then like a one or two friends or the dogs or something. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things to where there's so many stories I've heard that I'm like, I literally had that experience. Like the, the, the beginning of I was out in the woods hiking when so many times, but I never have anything that came of it, but I'm like, I can see it happening, but I would be terrified as like when I was younger, if, if I was walking out in the woods and there was someone, even someone else randomly walking out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I can think of two experiences growing up. That I, I did the same thing. I, I grew up in the woods, basically. Yeah. Um, my dad's, he still owns the house. Uh, he, he has a house in the middle of the woods. We had, we could have walked for two or three miles and not hit a road or a house or anything. It's just tons of, of uh, unused scrubland, basically, uh, back in southeast Ohio. And actually what got me into the cryptid world to begin with was actually a cryptid sighting uh, mm-hmm. doing just that. We were walking back into the woods and uh, saw an alien big cat. Yeah, try that again. We saw an alien big cat. Uh, this was a uh, like tiger size, panther size, you know, probably not tiger size. I think those things weigh like 600 pounds. But, yeah. you know, it was like the size of a mountain lion or jaguar or something like that. It was sleek black. Uh, it saw us and we saw it and it bolted. Um, parallel to us along the hillside and we just got a full look at it as it went along and we tried to cut it off it was headed toward a pipeline and we tried to cut it off when it got to the clearing and we couldn't quite make it it was just really fast um and then the in that exact same place a couple years later uh when i when i was growing up i was a a a big outdoorsman so i was big into i still love fishing but uh not hunting so much anymore but i was a big hunter back then and i had a deer stand so I was taking uh, 
we had a tractor and I was taking uh, some stuff up to repair the deer stand. And when I came around the corner, there was some guy in the deer stand and I was not expecting that whatsoever. And that experience scared me 10 times more than seeing that, uh, big cat, just seeing that man stand the silhouette of that man. Cause it was, you know, dusk, I'd gotten out of school and, and work and everything was trying to do some work in the last hours or the last minutes of, of daylight. And I could see that silhouette up in the tree and it just sent shivers down my spine. Whereas, you know, a couple of years earlier and a hundred feet away, I saw a 300 pound black cat and I didn't have near those fears that I did that day. It's, right. it's just weird how that works. I got two questions for you real quick. Sure. Did you find out that was somebody in the tree or were you like, nope, and just left? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know who he was, but it was some guy. He was armed, so I didn't really give him, you know, <laughs> I didn't give crap. him any grief. I turned around and left and then went and got my dad. And we went back up, and he was gone. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a person. Okay. Um, second question, and this might be just my memory being weird with me. Didn't you say you found an arrowhead up there too? I did actually. Yeah. Uh, um, so, sorry. Go, going back to listening to your show and knowing random stories you've told. <laughs> I have a lot of stories from from I, that I one did, area. Apparently, yeah. That it's one... all from that one tiny little. It's it's funny. Um, even as a kid, I called it the triangle because in one corner was the, the big cat and the other corner was the tree stand, which is uh, where I shot my first deer, actually. And according to my dad, it was a miraculous shot. Um, just, just racking up the points for that. And then, area. yeah, and then, you know, 100 feet away was this perfect black arrowhead that I found one day where we were just walking up and down the creek. And it kind of launched me into my fascination with Native American culture. And uh, actually, I'm a big arrowhead collector. Uh, I don't get to do it as much here in California. It's highly illegal in most places, so I tend not to do it. But anytime I'm back home, I always go out with my dad to try to add to my collection. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a weird place growing up. Like, I think what really, like, the skept- my skeptical brain goes to the fact that we just spent so much time there. Of course things are going to happen. Yeah. But but the the fact that it was all right in that little tiny area. I mean, we're talking a football field-sized swatch of land out of like a square mile that we you know would hang out in um so so i want to point out two things real quick um from your story the alien big cat for any listeners is referring to um they're not native to this area so it's alien in that fact not a thing with little tendrils coming out of its head I, I hope I'm getting that right, right? <laughs> that, w- that would be awesome, but yeah, 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 you're correct. Uh, you know, it's it's a big thing in the Appalachians. Um, yeah. Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, Virginia. Michigan. Uh, Virginia, yeah. Yeah, because like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my end of that thing real quick, too. Yeah, yeah. But the, the other thing I want to point out is um, a crick is the incorrect pronunciation of creek, which is a small body of water that flows. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only incorrect when you're south of the line. If you're north of it, it's, it's... sorry. I just I it, I'll I'll sometimes every now and then have crick come out of my vocabulary and be like, oh, because you know it's the place where you wash your clothes. Thank you, thank you so much yeah. for the painful editing I have to do of that. I'll, I'll leave it in, but just having to hear it again on the editing process. So thanks. Um, no, growing up, and this this is something I think I've told on another podcast before. Growing up, um, was in Boy Scouts, lived out in the middle of nowhere, um, walked through the woods every now and then, did all that stuff. And I was always, you know, told, "Hey, if you run into a mountain lion, you know, this, that, and the other, or cougar, cougar mountain mountain lion, same, same, same difference." 
you know, mm-hmm. you try to make yourself as big as possible, this, this, that, and the other. And then I come to find out, like, and this is something I found out recently. They're not native to this area, allegedly. But yet, you ask a ton of people and they'll be like, oh, yeah, they live here, but the Forestry Service doesn't admit it. You hear that a lot. And, you know, the the truth of it is they are indigenous to that area, but they were hunted out in the mm-hmm. early 1700s. Uh, for you guys, it's probably earlier than that. Yeah. But in Ohio, it was the 1700s. Uh, I remember reading books uh, as a kid where they would talk about um, mountain lions being in the area. And I can't remember what they called them. It probably wasn't mountain lion or cougar. Puma. Uh, Puma. Puma is also another one, but I think that's out my way. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember. I think they just called them panthers, actually, now that I think about it. Because we have, like, the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, yeah. The, the college team and, and the Wildcats maybe would be another one. But that maybe that's Bobcat, too. Um, I digress. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. No, no, no. I, I mean, went, that, I went down a rabbit hole. I mean, that, the, the thing I was going to say was, you know, everyone's saying, oh, well, you know, Bigfoot, this, that, and the other. Um, I've lived in the area I live in. I live a little, I live further down from where I lived, but I mean, still, I live in the area. I've seen plenty of deer. I've seen several bears. I've never seen a bobcat. Like, hmm. never seen a bobcat out in the wild. I know for a fact they're out there. I know 100% they're out there because I've heard them, but I've never seen one. Yeah. Yeah, they're, but, they're really elusive. But yeah, and that, that was the whole thing with like the, the mountain lions. I was going up, I'm like, oh, they're just hard to find, hard to see. Because yeah. they, they, they'll, they'll know you're there before you know you're there sort of thing. So they kind of leave. And that's, and that's the thing. Do I think the bobcats are a mythical creature? Not really, nope. But it's just something to where I, I can understand how people are like, oh, well, people will be seeing them all the time. It's like, no, probably not. They just know how to be elusive. Yeah, I'm assuming with Bigfoot. If I want to make that argument, well, you know, I live in in mountain lion territory now. Um, I I know we have one in our area because you know we have a Facebook group and I see people post pictures of it with their like doorbell cams or whatever as it yeah. walks by. But I've never seen it. I've never I've seen tracks hiking, but I've never seen one in my you know. Um, I live kind of in a cul-de-sac kind of area right next to open forest for several, I guess probably several dozen miles. Uh, so they wander in from time to time. We get bear and, and coyote and fox and stuff, but uh, I've never seen a, a mountain lion track, even though I know they live here. I, you know, I've seen them on trails, but never, you know, in this particular area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're I, sneaky. They, Very they, sneaky. They are. I, I would love to at some point do a discussion. I know it doesn't really fit into Zingness unless I force it, but... I'd love to do out of place animals, like animals that are sighted, like you know, like yours, your sighting, or just other sightings of animals that shouldn't be in those places but are sighted there. Yeah, but that it's, that it's, definitely it's falls under the cryptozoology umbrella, though. It does. It really does I mean, for sure. It really does. Like I said, I just wanted to have a tangent about that because I know you had that experience and you brought it up, and I was like sitting there and I'm like, wait a second, this is the same area you saw that. That, that arrowhead and then apparently you shot your first deer there and then we're going to come <laughs> to find out that 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 you saw a shooting star there for the first time too and it's just going to keep oh, getting bigger and bigger it actually does get bigger i completely forgot about this um, oh my gosh <laughs> we grew up we grew up metal detecting I, I guess my uncle was like a metal detecting pioneer okay uh, in a in weird the, coincidence in, the 70s. in a weird coincidence i actually randomly saw somebody going to a field today with a metal detector just oh, really? randomly. Like, the, the guy was just wandering into the field with a metal detector. I'm like, I've never seen one use a metal detector in years. 
and then it I'm gets jealous. brought up again tonight. So I'm, weird I'm coincidence. Jealous. We used to do it all the time. Like this little tiny college town that we lived in, I, I'd knock on neighbors' doors when I was like ten or eleven. I'm like, hey, can I metal detect in your yard? And they're like, sure, weird kid, whatever. <laughs> like just get off my porch. But anyway, uh, so I was metal detecting right in the same area, right in the middle of everything I just described. And I found an 1879 seated Liberty dime in mint condition, randomly out there in the middle of nowhere. And right next to it, maybe five feet away, I found in a 1979 um, coin from Aruba. And here's the weirdest part of all that. I was born in 1979. So all those dates kind of lined up. It, the whole thing was weird. That whole area is really strange. Interesting. I would love to go out there sometime and like do like a ghost hunt thing or something like do do i put a lot of credence to that stuff eh. but i would just love to go out there to your little spot oh, yeah. just sometime with just the most ton of equipment we can possibly find just to see how much weirder you can make it i i never thought to do that but maybe next time i'm home i will my my dad still owns the area so yep. yeah i think there was an old homestead there um who knows when long before I've, you know, I've ever been going back there, but there's a, there's some, uh, foundation stones that I found, um, just, you know, probably 30 feet from that same area. Uh, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. You know, I never thought about the ghost angle of it, but that's, that's pretty interesting. I said, it's just something I wanted to throw out there for maybe a, maybe a special episode of monsters among us. Remote. Remote remote episode. episode. (laughs) All right. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on, sir. Um, once again, if you want to tell everyone where they can find you. Sure, sure. You can find uh, Monsters Among Us on basically any podcatcher out there. Um, I would recommend not looking on Google Play because it seems like they don't like to include my stuff for some reason. We've been having some real difficulties with them. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. You just search Monsters Among Us. And if anyone has a weird story, how do they get in touch with you? That would be awesome. Uh, you can call the hotline, which is toll-free in the U.S. It's 1-888-608-NIGHT. That's 1-888-608-6444. Or you can shoot me an email at monstersamonguspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on. And to all of our listeners of this episode, both new, old, and all in between, have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.